Welcome to the Health Business Growth Show, where we take you behind the scenes of the top health businesses to learn how they built their success. Remember, success leaves clues, and we're going to be sharing those with you. I'm your host, JJ Bergen, Inc. 5000 founder of the Mindshare Collaborative, along with members of our Mindshare Mentor team. And each week, we are joined by some of the most brilliant, innovative, and okay, slightly unhinged health business experts you're going to ever meet. These folks have built empires from scratch, navigated the choppy waters of entrepreneurship, and will be sharing both their struggles and their successes on the journey of creating a thriving health business. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level by learning from the best, you are in the right place. In each episode of the Health Business Growth Show, we'll tackle real-world, relevant topics to help you build your audience and scale your income. From marketing to mindset, from hiring to firing, and everything in between. We'll share our own stories of success and failure, interview some of the most amazing guests in the health business world, and we promise to never take ourselves too seriously. Because let's be honest, building your health business can be a bit challenging at times. Success takes resilience, creativity, courage, and a willingness to step outside of your comfort zone. And we are here to help you navigate through all of it. Find the humor in the chaos and build a health business that's truly worth it. So let's get this party started. We are so glad you are here. Friends, here we are with another episode of the Health Business Growth Show. It's Nat Kringudis, one of the Mindshare Mentors. And you're going to love this episode today with Deborah Atkinson. She is the woman behind the brand Flipping 50. She helps women in perimenopause and menopause transition in a way that they get to keep their health intact. And she's such a powerhouse. I was talking to her prior to this podcast and she was talking to me about her B2B offerings, so her business-to-business offerings, where she recognized that people in the health industry really needed a certain type of support. So through growing her online program and offering and really building her own brand, she's now been able to add another income stream by helping to support people that are in the health and fitness industry to up-level their business as well. Without further ado, let's get into this episode because I know you are going to find some really amazing gems. Deborah, thank you for joining me here today. I'm so excited to talk to you. Well, ditto. For those that maybe haven't, well, have been living under a rock, perhaps just tell the audience who you are, what you do. Well, do you know a woman who's exercising? She's not getting the results she wants with her muscle or her bone or her energy. If so, that's who we I send help. them to you. Exactly, amazing. More hormone balancing and supportive exercise prescriptions based on where women are, especially in any stage of menopause. Mm. So, what forty beyond, fifty beyond, forty and beyond? Yeah, yep. And really, we've got members who are seventy-seven, and amazing. God bless them. We want more of them, and we want that to be the norm. Absolutely, but I mean, I was actually talking to the neighbour not too long ago who is in her 70s and used to be at our CrossFit gym. She was amazing. And she's like, I had to figure this out myself Mm. because at 77, I couldn't find anyone else that actually knew what they were talking about. Mm. 
And we were also talking about it from a perspective of, I was saying, I had a trainer and they just want to make me keep running all the time. And I know it's not right for me now, but he wouldn't listen. He just kept saying, you just got to get on the treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I actually right. need to lift something heavy. <laughs> yep. You know, years ago, skills with marketing and sales and to be able to do that in a way that this just feels good, like it's my responsibility. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about your business and that side of it. Before we do, you can't have it without the evolution. So you're helping these women, especially as they get older, to understand how important maintaining their muscle and fitness is. Because as I say to people all the time, like, we can't get a bat. We're in a maintenance phase now. And slowing down any sort of degeneration and keeping that there. How long have you been doing that? Unofficially for 40 years. Little did I know, you know, as a student in an undergrad, that I was given the alumni, faculty, staff members, and I was matched with them. So I was really training a lot of baby boomers and doing research before. I knew I was doing research, but declaring flipping 50 as my market. Women over 40, women in menopause who felt like doctors were saying to them, well, what do you expect? Mm. You're in menopause. Mm. You know, that's what happens. And not willing to accept it. So enough of them were just not willing and kept looking. So when I left safety and security to start actually focusing on helping fitness industry members grow their businesses, hang on, stay in. I realized I've got to be still doing it with consumers myself or I'm not relative. So I chose a niche and I chose the one that was the most verbal to me. And that was women in midlife. And they also have such an impact that it's a pleasure and honor to serve them. Well, I mean, I think that it's interesting because at that age, women often also say they feel irrelevant. Their children are older, you know, they've possibly been in a marriage for a long time, or maybe they're not, but they often say, I've heard women say, I feel irrelevant. Irrelevant, and the other word that comes to mind is invisible. Mm. You know, they walk into a room and heads don't turn anymore, no one looks, and they walk down a street and same, and I think they walk down the street and they see their own reflection, and that's not who they feel or think about themselves as. But I really think if we can empower them, they should be, at this moment, feeling invincible. Right. They are really leading three generations, if not more, depending on, you know, grandchildren or not. It's true. Yeah. So being in the industry for a long time, Mm -hmm. I love this because I'm here to talk about business. And that part of your business has got you to where you are today. But obviously, at some point, recognizing that there's this other whole side where there were people in a position of authority in health that possibly needed support. And so can you talk to me about where that fits in or where that came along? Absolutely. Well, it came full circle. Honestly, I tried to start helping with sales and marketing. And what I learned in the fitness industry is people don't ask for help often until it's too late. Oh, yeah. They're on the way out and there's pride, there's ego, there's, I don't think I can afford to invest in myself and my training because my business isn't doing well. And as we all know who've gone through this, you actually have to take that risk Mm -hmm. or you're almost guaranteeing that it won't work. So I pushed that aside because I'd started this niche and it took off. You know, women were saying, nobody else is doing this. I'm so glad you're doing this. I'm so glad I found you. And so that reinforcement just fueled me. And I 
I let the fitness professionals continue to follow me, but I did not cater to them. So I really wasn't putting my attention there. And then I realized, of course, one voice is not enough. We've got to have multiple voices. Mine is potentially, you know, fingernails on a chalkboard to somebody. Somebody needs another voice. It's not always going to be about me. And, you know, we still needed to elevate the fitness industry again. And then the pandemic came and it really, just before the pandemic, we launched this, you know, flipping 50 menopause fitness specialist. So a lot of people were able to position and do something online with that particular niche who now all of a sudden had the time to do Mm -hmm. something and was educated about online. So that's kind of where it came back. You know, it was seven or eight years later after working with consumers and flipping 50, you know, in terms of our membership group and programs that it was, okay, fitness pros, this is what we've done. This is how I did it, how I went from zero, zero coming in every month to Mm. six-figure months, and you can too. Right. And it's so nice also, I think, because there was nobody else doing it, and then you've kind of paved the way for this. And then to support other providers, I think, is just rewarding for us as well as the person that's paved the way. I don't know about you, but I'm like, I don't want you to make the stupid mistakes I made. Let's fast track this because the bigger the voice, the more people we collectively help. So true. And I think, you know, a title is acquired a lot faster than the knowledge to Mm. fulfill that title. And I think right now it's just, it's difficult both for health pros and fitness instructors, as well as for a woman who's looking for help. You know, how do I know that this influencer's title Mm. wasn't just something else yesterday and they've just changed it? How do I know there's education behind it? So I think it serves them both to elevate and to give it to them and say, look, you know, here's the things to ask and here's things to be saying. Yeah. So what does it look like? Is it a program that you've created? Like, how does it work? Yeah, absolutely. So we let them see the back end. I let them see exactly what I've done with consumers and go through it as if, you know, and recommend, pretend you were doing it because Mm -hmm. then you've lived it, you feel it. And we also then simultaneously give them, here's the coaching content. This is why it's in this order. Mm -hmm. This is what our customers are thinking at this moment. This is why they may give you some resistance. This is how to coach them out of it so they understand the psychology behind the change that actually needs to happen because it's not just facts because if that were it, we know we'd all be where we wanted to be right Right. now. But it's interesting too because you mentioned how many professionals were failing. And this is the thing I think Mm -hmm. as all of us in health, it's like we signed up to help people. We didn't sign up to be the marketer and the front face and that's like all of the things. I didn't anyway. I don't know about you, but I never in my wildest dreams thought that this is what I would have to do. Yeah. And the hardest thing is building the trust with people. Like, how do we do that? And so I think it's so nice that we are now just gone through that pivot where we've lived it, we've done it, and now we get to support and help others. Yeah, that's so right. I mean, no four-year degree I know that from being a senior lecturer for so long, there is no marketing. There's none. There's no marketing and sales taught. When I was teaching a course, you know, I would sneak it into one session of one semester during a four-year period, and that was less than 20 minutes, you know, during that segment, and no certification. 
I am a subject matter expert. I write the exam items. There's nothing in a certification course that prepares mm -hmm. them for doing it. So they really have to have just an intuitive feel for it. But more than anything, I think if we can relay the fact that, you know, the best way to market, I think, is know science, share science, mm -hmm. educate, and then sit across from somebody like you're sitting across from your mom or your sister and say, look, this is what you need yeah. to do if you're serious. Yeah. And you need to mean it. It's interesting. I think that I used to work in a gym back in the day when I was studying and it was, you know, trying to put the lights on at the dodgy rental that I was living in. I'm thinking about it as you're talking and all of the PTs every month would all be there begging for an extension with their rent. Now I'm thinking about this and it's just, I remember watching them struggle. And there was always maybe one or two that figured it out or they actually really looked the part. So everyone went to that person. <laughs> but, and, but do you also remember the 30th or the 31st of the month, there was always a sale. Yes. Because someone hadn't made their quota. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that hadn't figured it out were the ones that figured out how to market it properly. Yeah. But again, not taught that. Mm -mm. Wow. So tell me then, what sort of outcomes are you, you seeing with trainers that have gone through the program? They're the confidence level, I think. So there's tangible, there's intangible. So the intangible, I think, is that their confidence goes up. They know how to message. We see the messages changing on, on Instagram and Facebook. We're watching them on Instagram, and that's actually how we coach in the back end in a mentorship. So we have a continuation so that they get some help with that piece of it. But we see their messages changing from something generic that anybody could say to something that only they could say and in, in weaving in their stories and weaving in customer stories and making it real and making it heartfelt, not just the facts, but, you know, heartfelt, not why you need eight glasses of water a day, but something really no one else can say. And then we're seeing them gain clients. In a month, they've gained, you know, X amount of new clients. So one of our specialists just finished and she's like, I've got four new clients this month. You know, and depending on what their packages are and their price point, I mean, that's a significant amount of money to mm. someone who's struggling, certainly. Mm. But there's also the collecting. You know, there's a certain number of fitness professionals who often will collect certifications. We tend not to attract them. Mm. We're attracting people who are serious about, I really want to help these women. And we encourage them to start, you know, not after the eight or nine weeks, but to start now. Right. Start where you are. You are ready. Mm -hmm. You already are ahead of somebody who needs you. So they're getting in and they're getting started right away. And they're expanding their revenue streams. So no longer do they think it has to be one hour, one hour's pay. And they've got to be there all the time. But they understand now I can do groups and that that's actually an asset. Mm -hmm. So we're creating community within these businesses and community for the women that we're serving. Mm. So it's so, so exciting and rewarding. Tell me about the actual structure itself. Are you doing this as a group program or is it evergreen? It is evergreen. We open and close. So, so there a cohort? Is, yes, mm -hmm. there's a cohort going through and that keeps the engagement alive in the Facebook group. They're asking yeah. questions about how do I interpret this lab? Or, you know, someone comes to me with this, what do I do with it? What's within my scope of practice? Or this is my personal problem. So it's very meta. We're honestly training coaches and fitness professionals who are women 
who are the demographic, you know, and mm. they've got a bit of imposter syndrome sometimes mm. because they feel like, I thought I had it figured out. I don't have it figured out. Even I have a little belly fat. I can't seem to get rid of this or the insomnia. So the realization that this is actually an asset, you can talk about it. I identify with you. This is happening to me. So that's been huge. They go through it on their own time. So they have access to the program whenever they want to. They have access to us in the Facebook group so that it's on their own time 24-7. So we've got trainers who are in New Zealand and Australia mm. and in the UK as well as in all the United States. I can get answers when I need answers. And they're in there together supporting each other as well, which I think does a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, adding another income stream or another layer, I think is so important for all businesses. We just saw what happened in the last few years and held on to whichever income stream made the most amount of sense, right? Right. But how has that been for you, adding that? It's not without challenge, I'm sure. Well, yeah, the revenue has been wonderful. Mm. The additional workload, you know, you realize I'm asking my team to actually do twice as much. You know, it doesn't come out to quite twice as much because many of the tasks are similar, mm -hmm. but there's more work. There's more load and we have to juggle the conversation because that's one thing I'm very sensitive to that the communication to our consumers is very different than the conversation with the health and fitness right. pros. So you don't want to be saying to a consumer, here's how we market and sell to you. <laughs> no, you know? exactly. Right. But I think what's interesting for the health business entrepreneur that's listening to us, have you been able to somewhat rinse and repeat the actual bones of what we're talking about here? Yeah. Oh, definitely. You know, I think we've got... Uh, template in place. Mm -hmm. You know, the program is there. It's solid and the referrals come and we're seeing referrals not just from consumers to their trainers come in, consumers to consumers, but now we're seeing health coaches and fitness trainers referring each other, you know, right. referring their colleagues. So seeing that come back to us as well. Yeah, so great. And then is there an affiliate program for them as well with that? Are they getting anything for that? Absolutely. So, so mm. one of the biggest features for the health and fitness pros is there's three ways to gain revenue right away. Mm -hmm. So one, they can refer consumers. We have a lot of, say, weight loss health coach mm -hmm. doesn't actually do fitness. And so she may refer a customer to me and Flipping 50 programs. She's got an affiliate revenue coming in from doing something like that. She's referring her clients or trainers who may work with her so that's another way. And then, of course, she's expanding her revenue from the actual course and gaining more skills. So she's getting more clients, probably because she's more competent. Mm. I know how to help you now. Mm. I know what's going on with you. You've created an ecosystem. <laughs> if you think about all of that, what I always come back to is you can't have had any of that without the initial program that you created. True. And very often, I think when we're looking at training or supporting other people in our industry, mm -hmm. we forget side of that. How many people I've spoken to mm -hmm. in the last few days that have said, I just need to get out of the practice. I just don't want to do that anymore, which I understand. But also, what would that look like? You can't have one without the other initially at some yeah. point. You can't jump ahead. Yeah. And I think a lot of people want to right away. I want to have passive mm -hmm. income. I want to wake up in mm. my pajamas and know that I've made some revenue. And I think, you know, I wanted to do that. It's why the first couple of years were mistakes. 
I want no one else to have to do right. because it was a little scary. It was a little raw. And, you know, realizing you've got to do a little bit of the heavy lifting mm. first. You have to have proof of concept. You have to have a method, a system that predictably gets results. Yeah. Then you can hand it off. Mm. Yeah, I think it's it's important. And so for the person listening, well, the two things, because there's going to be people that are actually hopefully appropriate to seek you out you'd be able to guide them through this. But also for the person listening, that's the other type of person. They're going, okay, well, what's the biggest challenge here? What's the biggest challenge that you face with supporting professionals rather than the other side? Is there anything that stand out? Mm, I think it's, they actually may need more nurturing in terms of community. And I think getting to a point where you're willing to admit you need community that's like crossing a threshold that's when the world opens up to you but I think it's hard to be standing on one side with your pride not wanting to admit I don't actually know the answer I don't know and it's just hard work isn't enough because you could be doing a lot of hard work going in the wrong direction Mm. I think it's interesting actually I think the community side of it is so important yeah but it's so hard to know that and also the other to your point we don't ever know everything. And mm-hmm. I think when we're first starting out, we feel embarrassed that we don't know enough. Yes. Once you get some experience under your belt and someone asks you something 20 years later and you don't know the answer, you're like, interesting. I don't know. I need to go and find out. Let's get curious about that. Right. right. But it's, yeah. so you have to go through that. But I remember feeling like that when I first started one-to-one yeah. in clinic, thinking, gosh, what happens if someone asks me something and I don't know the answer? It blows that whole (laughs) imposter syndrome out of the water. It's like everybody's going to experience that. We're never, ever going to know it all. And yes. So if there is a health entrepreneur that makes sense, Mm. that's listening, that wants to work with you, how do do they find you? Flipping50.com in every way. So reach out to us. And Flipping50, you can spell it. You can do the numbers. I'm at both. Got them both. Love it. You're there. Love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. This has been insightful to me and I'm just also inspired by watching people like you just create multiple income streams and help more people have a bigger impact. That's what it's all about. Thank you. How was that? I love Deborah. She's a wealth of information but also, you know, many years in the industry, very clever at being able to add various facets and layers to her business and of course we all need to think about multiple income streams, but we also really need to come back to how can we help more people? Because when we're existing in that state where we can help more people, we're kind of on this slipstream and it becomes far less of an effort. If you don't believe me, try it on. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Health Business Growth Show. Please go ahead, throw it a rating. We love it when you do. And until next time, bye for now. Here at the Mindshare Collaborative, we are committed to helping you increase your vision, income, and impact. One of the first things we'd love to support you on is adding a high-profit leveraged income stream so that you can enjoy more time and money freedom. And to help you get started, I've created the Health Professionals Playbook for building multiple streams of income that identifies five proven strategies for creating a sustainable income beyond your primary practice to create time and money freedom. To get your free copy as my gift to you, go to ms365.io 
forward slash MSI. That's ms365.io forward slash MSI. 